Welcome back to another episode of On My Grown, the podcast. Uh, we are bringing you another Bouch Bommetary segment episode, I figured at this point. But I'm your co-host, Rodney Boyd. I'm Mel Mitchell. Um, and welcome back. Uh, so there's been a slight delay in the episode uh, because... Mel was returning from FAMU's homecoming activities. I'm going to just be very front, uh, very blunt. I saw the homecoming activities and I was like, man, Spellhouse should have just, you know, risked the COVID and had it because it looked like a blast. But how was the experience? How was how was uh, hosting the step show? It was fun. Um, very stressful. I had my anxiety was off the charts. Uh, I was shaking like a stripper on stage. <laughs> Because I was performing for three thousand Gen Zers. Um, mm, that's a tough crowd because they on their TikTok. Yeah, very tough crowd. Um, I almost got booed. Dang. Not boo boo, but like they was like. Hurry <laughs> 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 up! And, uh, it was just um, my jokes is a little bit wrong. Wrong crowd. Uh, I, I told a joke about not making line and they weren't fucking with it. So <laughs> that uh, is trauma, ma'am. <laughs> So yeah, and then honestly, like it was like a three minutes, then I'm just like, bah, 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 and it was too much. Um, but other than that, it was really cool. It was just stressful because like most of my homecoming was spent preparing for the step show, and I had like a day and a half of not step show shit, you know. Because when is y'all step show? Huh? What 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 time? What time in the weekend does it take place? And they had it on Friday, which is usually is usually on Thursdays. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so a lot of people like. The people who would have like really fucked with it could not be there because it was during the day party, so, and everybody goes to the day party. Oh, they had so it during the day. My age, huh? They had. I'm shocked. They. I'm saying they had the step show during the day. They were. No, no, no. The step shows at seven, but the day party. Oh. <laughs> doesn't let out till twelve. Okay. Oh, okay. I was yeah, able yeah. To attend the day party when I left the step show. So yeah. See how good I looked. Do a quick little run through. Um. So yeah, that was it. Was cool. Um, saw the people. We had our class reunion, which was so flawless. Okay. Perfectly executed. Went stupid with that. Um, yeah. Didn't see many of my old niggas, which is great. Um, yeah. Okay. Bet. Um, let's, let's hop into the episode. So, like, uh, one thing, you know, like Mel and I have predicted, the episode starts off with a time jump. Um, and we we thought it would be some months, but they they did a whole year jump. Did did this catch you off guard? Were you shocked? Yeah, it was time because at this point it's like present day, but we've been in allegedly 2017, 2018 for like years. So I'm glad we needed a time jump. We okay. really did. Okay. Um. So at this point, um, the block is more stable and experiencing success. Uh, Molly has cut her hair, and she's you know things have seemingly you know been going well at the job she was cracking some joke and she you know took on more responsibility than she needed in the little montage we saw um but she seemed happy or you know like was was making it happen uh molly and Issa seem to be back on track like very much spending time with one another uh molly's even spending a night at Issa's spot which you know to me it's like knowing how molly lives i'm like why why are they spending the night over there why would anybody want to be over there but I guess Issa's like the landlord and or you know supervise uh, superintendent, so she gotta she gotta watch the building. But um, it's going as far as Issa, you know, has bought her a pillow, you know, um, for her heavy head. Uh, next scene, Issa's meeting with Nathan about an event for one year of the barbershop. 
you know, in, in their ownership. Now, now, let me pause because I did think that Issa and Molly was about to kiss. I was like, is this the direction we're going in? <laughs> <laughs> when she like was... They finna kiss in the mouth? <laughs> um... But sure. Insecure. Insecure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah. So barbershop, her, you know, on on the block, what is it? Block. The block. Block. Whatever. <laughs> is, you know, doing much better now, which is great. Um Yes. And and so they finish up the meeting at the barbershop and they hit at what I assume is a nearby restaurant. At some point, the restaurant kind of like, I guess at a certain time, they're like, yeah, we change the mood in here and make it romantic. Uh, so they like lower the lights. They put some candles on the table. Look like they kind of put a little little softer music on. And, you know, a couple is next to them just making out, just going at it. Um, yeah. And Issa asked Nathan, she's like, hey, you know, so like, what are your plans for the night? And he tells her she has plans downtown. And she's like, those type of plans looking at the couple that's you know getting it getting it on sucking faces and he never answers her directly which you know i think was interesting um kind of giving some later developments in episode but he never answers her directly he just kind of laughs it off and says like uh, how about you and they're they're hanging together once again i mean my fault uh, molly and Issa. um she she reveals her and molly are getting together once again um hanging out so next one uh next scene is molly's out at her parents for her nephew's birthday party she's bugging her parents about this estate planning um you know which i think is interesting right like because molly clearly feels that they're old enough and they need to start kind of planning for you know the potential of their demise which is always hard i think to to kind of prompt that conversation as as a child um, what we find out is that her parents invite Herbert, who is a man that Molly grew up in a church with. Um, he became a deacon at the age of 15 and they're essentially trying to, you know, put him on and, and, and connect them, uh, at the, at the party. And Molly just is like, she's not with it. And so after this whole little display, the awkward kind of display with Herbert, Molly's in the kitchen with her mom. And Molly informs her mom, she's like, I'm not really pressed to be dating right now. I'm focusing on myself. And her mother's like, well, don't focus too long, baby. Because we're old as your parents. And by the time you get married, we're going to be older. She (laughs) starts running through like, first, you got to meet and date a man. That's at least two years, if not more. Right. Then she said, we got to save up for a big wedding. That's at least two years, if not more. Which I, I feel, I feel like maybe they should be saving when she start dating. You know, if she know they short on time, and she essentially says, by the time she said, Molly, by the time you get married, hopefully your father can roll you down the aisle because he'll be old. And you know, I was just like, initially when I walked, I saw this, I was like, wow, that's that's real aggressive of her mom. I, I was curious, are like, is this really how aggressive other uh, black women's mothers get? kind of around this subject in in this time um Um, depending i think it depends like when you when you have a daughter in her 30s it's already like a sensitive subject and i think because she's the only girl that's that pressure as well and then both her brothers have kids out of wedlock so but i think they're married or like one is married no okay you know i think the older one might be married but like some courthouse shit but like they want you know but but well, yeah that's that's pretty good but i'm saying but then i kind of look back like 
we know it's a sensitive subject matter. I don't, you know, is what Molly's mother really sent is is the way Molly's mother kind of ran through it aggressive, or was it really just kind of like the facts, right? Like it, it was a it was a two way street in terms of the mother having to realize, like, look, I'm old. I'm, you know, and the truth is, I may not see mm-hmm. your wedding. And and just communicating this idea to Molly and saying, like, look, I get you're focusing, but understand your father and I are old and we may not be here to to see that. And that's just something, you know, because Molly later on, she actually gets out there and starts dating. So I don't know if this was something that resonated with her, you know. So, like, I mean, was it aggressive or was it just kind of like, you know, just 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 the ugly truth of like life and, you know. Boomers don't have a filter either. But she didn't say anything, right? She didn't say anything offensive to Molly, like nothing about Molly and, and her lack. Just saying, like, look, we're old. <laughs> By the time you get there, we're gonna be, we're only gonna be older. Well, well, I had to have the conversation with my mom because she was talking about, you know, because at this point, me and my sisters are like, whether we married or not, these kids is just, gonna drop. And my mom's like, well, y'all need to do it the right way. I said, Mom, we can't all be child brides like you because they were all married by 21, so, 22. So you're saying, so you saying you told your mother, like, I may have a child, I may not be married. Right. And that's, that's really? where I'm at. This point. I mean, ideally, really? I'm in a relationship okay. now. So ideally, I want to be married. But if, if, if I get pregnant tomorrow, the baby's getting kept. Okay. Okay, Condola. No. <laughs> um, hmm. How did your mother receive it? Um, I mean, we were joking, but it was like she's like, you know, again, boomer, someone who's married young, so she didn't have a hot girl summer. She went from college to marry. yeah, so they don't really understand the concept of the uh, uh, dating in adulthood. Yeah, like getting our shit together. And then getting married because they they did all there simultaneously, so it, they don't really understand the concept. Okay, okay, interesting. Um, okay, so next, Issa is giving a presentation um, to this water brand uh, as she's I guess she's planning to do uh, to partner with them for a fashion show for uh, the Kofi character we we were seeing we saw in the previews and, and it's revealed his. I guess I assume his stage name is like Crenshaw, you know, play on Crenshaw um, and whatnot. Um, but uh, she's given a presentation. The brand communicates, hey, he, we're, we're a little concerned about using him. We want to go with somebody who is uh, essentially more palatable. So like probably somebody white or, or not black, at least. Um, and definitely not as urban as they were, you know, as they kind of built the profile of, of Crenshaw. Um, so after that, Issa's going over to Molly's and she's on the phone with Nathan, um, as she's, uh, she's walking into Molly's, Molly's shocked that they can be friends. She's like, I can't be friends with somebody. I seen they, you know, they, they, they eggplant. Um, she's like, girl, we just played an event. It's cool. Uh, so then the next scene we go ahead and Molly sits down. She looks like she's about to, she, and she looks excited to update her dating profile. So this is the part where I'm like, okay, maybe her mom's words resonated. Maybe, you know, Molly's clearly someone who loves family and like that, you know, that, that probably, you know, I couldn't imagine like that is a, a harsh reality of like, you know, my parents may not be here by the time I get married. So maybe I do need to start moving some things. Um, 
And one of the first prompts on, then they show us the screen and the prompt is like, what are you looking for? And Molly, and this is Molly's old prompt. It says, looking for serious partners, must be successful, fit, one degree, two preferred, with all caps, no kids. If you are what not this, loser. Let me just, pl- let please me swipe just left. <laughs> what a loser. And then like that montage played of, of her tripping throughout the past five seasons. I was like, exactly. It's you. You are the problem. But it, and, but it was so funny because th- that is such a like there's so many profiles like that on, you know, these dating apps. And on one hand, right, I get it, ladies. Right. When you're on the dating app, a man is liable to be like, so can I smell your underwear tonight? You know, because that's just, you know, part of the culture is like this is a very temporary hookupy thing. Um, so she was very much, you know, like laying out what she needed in her man. Um, but I'm sure that got her more left swipes than anything. Not even because these people, you know, the people who saw it weren't that, but it's just right. It's just such a condescending tone and, and, you know, just is like, you don't seem like a person I'd even want to kind of meet right now. You seem like you, you real aggressive or just angry about some stuff. Um, and so she erases it cause she clearly acknowledges she was doing the most. So that was you know, like it's, I mean, it's finally right. It's it's good to see that growth in her. Um, yeah, they hit us with the montage. She was really tri- tripping to season one. You know, between Jared, the league niggas, oh my, Jendaya, Jadena, like you needed that a win. Was sad. That was she went out sad with Jadena. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? She ends up putting the day nap down before she finishes updating it because she was like okay well let me you know let me take a step back from the question of like what you're looking for and then the next question was like what is it like dating me is like and that's when she had another montage of just like how shitty she was as a partner in her dating yeah and it's like and i'm sitting here like i've been saying this molly been been is it just one of those things like you ultimately have to recognize it right like no many, no matter how many close people to you, how many failed, you know, sick outcomes you have, you know, until you realize the problem, you won't realize you're the problem. And she done with therapy and everything, but it's taken <laughs> five years <laughs> for her to realize, like, ma'am, you're the trash one. Like, what are we doing? Um, maybe I, I, you know, okay. Was it just I'm just throwing just just throwing this out there. Okay, the heartbreak uh, like previously she hadn't hadn't really had relationships. At least from my mm-hmm. understanding, right? If we think about what they've said about Molly prior to the show and, and even during the show, we've only seen her only relationship was with Andrew. So I think probably beforehand she was like, Well, you know, I'm not in relationships, it's not my fault. It's these men. And then she finally had a man and she couldn't hold on to it. It was like, oh, okay, actually, it might be me. Um, so the next scene is uh, Issa meets with two people uh, about the Crenshaw thing. It was, one, I, I, they introduced the, one is from the water brand. One is another woman um, that they've kind of barely introduced. But anything, she, Issa's like, yo, like, I really want to use Crenshaw, not these other artists. And they're like, okay, but we'll have notes and, and stuff. Um, after that, Molly, we see Molly calling to apologize to her mother for being uh, insistent about this state planning stuff. Her mom says, 
the apology is not needed. She understands that Molly wants what's best for her. And she just has to push through her fear. And I thought that was like a really key moment. Um, right. Especially for like a boomer parent to admit like, yo, like this is something that scares me. And I and, and part of my resistance to it is, is truly just a fear. And so I have to navigate that. Um, but clearly, right. Like I think Insecure was kind of passing us some some things that they want to say, you know, like as a theme. Right. So like pushing through the fears, clearly, like I think something they're going to they're going to put around Molly throughout this year. Um, so after that, the mother once again brings up Herbert and about how they went on some church beach trip and he was looking good. <laughs> and the thighs. <laughs> that is just so sick. Like anybody, I don't even know who my mom would hook me up with if she had to deal with somebody, but like it'd probably be some church shit too. But I feel like she know my type of, she, now I done dated a little bit of everything across the spectrum, but handsome has been a common denominator. <laughs> so I feel like she would know better than to come over here with some mess. You know what? It's funny because moms are aggressive. As I've moved into the late 20s, you know, about to be 30, mothers of my Damn. peers I have gotten... A- <laughs> 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 Nigga's about to be 30, ew. All yeah. right, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Sorry. These these mothers are aggressive, and I was recently at my LB's wedding, and and some mother and um one of the 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 mothers in attendance there, she talked to me and four of my LBs, asked us all the same questions, told us how she had recently, she was like, are y'all did y'all go to college with the groom? We was like, yeah, that's you know that's that's our uh, line brother. She's like, oh, okay, that's nice, you know. I I have two lovely daughters. I just wish they would settle down. I just retired. And, you know, we're like, okay, like, where are they? And she's like, oh, they're not here. And so, you know, but she was definitely shooting, you know, like, going after it and trying to get her grandchildren. So, you know, y'all y'all might need to talk to your moms because they really be on it. Um, God forbid. But you, I mean, but my, I think, I, nah, they just played Molly because they, yeah, nah, they played the hell out of Molly, her parents. Um. <laughs> okay, so next scene after that is oh we're at the fashion show. Issa, Issa's assistant wands Molly down as she you know because she thinks she brought a gun to the to the black party. Oh, you talk, you didn't talk about when Issa brought the notes back to Crenshaw. He's like, oh, okay. Tell shit, I want to do all the nigga stuff I said I was gonna do. And kind of as he gets, she gets a lot of pushback, and it's kind of like. Issa was in a weird place of like standing her ground professionally and being like down for the cause. So I, I, I get it. Um, yeah. So that was the thing. And then she goes into the show. He goes to the show and he does all the nigga shit there. <laughs> he was like, yeah, so, all that stuff we, we discussed earlier, I'm changing it. You know? Basically. Um, Issa's panic, the dude uh, from the brand. He is looking like it's painful and and he just can't deal with all the niggatry. Um But then it turns out, you know, we later find out that he had a painful massage earlier <laughs> and he actually loved it and he's glad that they ignored his notes and that they went with it because he felt like it was he he just, you know, felt like it turned out really well and, and was excited. And so that left Issa really confused and kinda in a place of like here she was trying to, you know, like, I think it probably did make her feel like a sellout. Like, she didn't stand her ground hard enough for them just to end up loving it. 
Right. Um. So okay, after the fashion show, right? Issa, uh, Molly leaves for a date. Um. I'm assuming, right, that this is this is a date that she was able to get as a result of being on the dating app on again. Mm-hmm. Um, she's nervous and she, you know, at the date and she like, you know, throw, throws back the last little swig of wine and chance embrace the change. Um, next we see Issa text Nathan to see if he wants to get drinks together. Nathan comes over and next thing we see, so we see Nathan's over at Issa's house. They're drinking some wine. He's kind of confident her and being like, well, you know, you got to find your balance and your gift and all that. And Issa's clearly sleepy. And Nathan's like, ah, oh, man, you about to go to bed. You sleep. You know, I'm about to call a lift and be out. And then Issa's like, no, no. What if you spend the night? And he's, yeah. you know, he's caught off guard. He's like, oh, okay, we here. Right? Because right over, this is, we're assuming, right, it's been a year since the first episode where she broke up with Lawrence. And... You know, so Nathan was has clearly been aware and probably just kind of waiting, waiting his time in the wings and doing his own thing. And now here they are. You know, Issa's like, "Hey, you should spend the night." Um, she thanks him for coming over and tells her how much she, how much better she feels as a result of him coming and talking to her. Um, they start kissing, and then Issa cries in his mouth. And then she continues to break down crying. That's just so damn bad. Like I would at least push through that. <laughs> and done what? You would have. You would have. You would have. You you're supposed to cry in the car. You supposed to cry on the way home or when he leave. Then you wall slide down the door and cry. You don't cry, <laughs> girl. You wait till it's done. <laughs> Rookie. And so you know, but Issa here says, "I'm sorry. I thought I was ready." And then she continues to break down, and Nathan, you know, Nathan, being a, uh, a good gentleman, he he kind of holds her and comforts her till she goes to sleep, and he dips out in the middle of the night after she's she's had this weird emotional crying breakdown on him. Um, yeah, and so up until this, you know, like, and this this scene really changed how I looked at a like the whole episode for me. It, 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 I mean, it brought it home because literally nothing happened this episode. We got introduced to Kofi, which is fine because I'm sure he's going to hunch him at some point. But it was like, you think what so? are we doing here? You don't bring somebody. If I don't see Kofi booty cheeks by episode 10 or 8, whatever, it's going to be a problem. I don't know. I think how they, based off how they introduced him so far and like him feeling like she didn't support his artistic vision and he had to do it anyway. I'm, you know, like, it, of course it's possible to come back from that, but I don't know. I, 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 I'm now feeling like she, he isn't as much as an emotional or like a potential partner for her and more of like a, you know, a business storyline. So I'll, I'll be curious how they play that. But I'm after this first episode, I'm not sold that they're going to hook up. You don't bring somebody as fine as that onto a television show without them being a love interest. Like, you could have got anybody for that then. But I'm I'm but just it, saying, I, 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 I still, yeah, I still will say, yeah, I still will d- disagree. Um, yeah. Okay, what did you say? You said something, something else? Okay, so you, she gonna hunch Kofi. She gonna hunch Kofi at some point. What was I saying? About this episode just... 
This, oh, it, this scene. It was anticlimactic. That scene really just brought it together and gave it some meaning. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and what was that meaning for you? Like, that's the thing that happened. You know, like, every episode, and I feel like since Issa's life has gotten together, the show has gotten pretty boring. Like, season two, when her life was in shambles, it's like, fuck nigga, nut in the eye, threesome. Like, it's just like, boom, 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 boom. And I the was fuckery. Like, right, being responsible, going to work. Like, ah. Ad- addressing your, your traumas. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. You know, okay, so for me, watching this, I was like, oh, okay, like, and, yeah, all right, so, like, initially, I'm looking at the episode, and I'm like, okay, bet, they're showing Issa doing well in her business, they're showing her and Molly back on, on track, you know, find, you know, after four seasons of, you know, the first episode is always them, girl, we on some new shit this year, finally, they are on some new shit, and I'm like, bet, and then I get to this scene, and I'm like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I feel like what they showed us was that Issa had kind of been avoiding the grief or what you know, and the emotions attached with her breakup with Lawrence, right? Like, and everybody could say, but it's a baby, it's right, but that's heartbreaking. She, she clearly, and remember, okay, remember last week I said I thought even her breaking up with him was more reactionary and not truly how she felt because I, I, I said it was a result of like feeling like she didn't have control after being on that panel and that was the one mm-hmm. thing she could control was the breakup and then yeah, seeing I've, 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 ooh, that's kind of triggering because I've been the one thing a nigga could control once <laughs> I had to go like damn so fuck fuck me huh yeah I get it you I know what it. and that that's a very real thing with black people right when you think about all the stuff we face in the world sometimes our relationship is the only thing we can control and we will executed we will sabotage we will fuck it up you know because that's just the one place we can express autonomy you know and and even to our detriment so i think that's a very real thing um but what i was gonna say is clearly after a year you know like this scene showed me like isa has my 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 thoughts is isa's been avoiding the grief of that relationship for about a year and she's kind of you know all and she's used her work and you know her her time with molly to distract her from all that and the one night that molly is no longer now available for her and then i thought it was very interesting right molly's not available not because of work or anything that is just molly but because molly is re-engaging with dating and uh, a romantic life and that and you know which potentially could mean like molly would have less time to be spending with Issa in the future anyway and that's the night Issa's like Oh, and I feel like that that's kind of like, right, it, like it's a subconscious reaction of like, oh shit, Molly might be moving on. Let me get Nate over, Nathan over. Let me kind of get some things, you know, kind of advanced in moving with him to avoid dealing with the loneliness and grief only for her to cry in this man's mouth. And <laughs> then like the visual of the empty bed, just hilarious. But I, well, I'm trying to ask, I'm asked, like, do you think, right, like, she was avoiding things or, like, you know, like, why did she cry? Are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sorry. As, as someone with a vagina, sometimes a bitch just got to heal, bro. Honestly, like. Okay, was she healing from? I, from niggas. But she been, she been nigga free for a year. Sometimes that's not enough. Honestly. Okay, but to. so you believe she is 
she's healing Where from. Where I was, say, say from last Lawrence. year. Yeah, last year. It was a little less than a year for me. And the pandemic changed a lot of stuff, too. But, like, right. had I... I had came out of something pretty toxic and traumatic. And it was a time. Honestly, okay, perfect example. So I went on a date with one of my old little yes, whatever. He was trying to do stuff. I, I just wasn't ready. I just I just could not. And I just went home. I, I was not ready. I may have cried in the car. I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready till I was. And you, you just, you know when you're ready. And sometimes you try. Like, I tried to go. I tried to go do. And then just like, I'm I'm pinned up against the wall. I'm like, I can't fucking do this. <laughs> not on top of COVID. But I just, I just couldn't do it. Okay. So, I get it. With- and I could have gotten there and cried in his mouth. But I was just like, I just. Okay. Were you. Okay, leading up to this, were you trying to address, right, the hurt that you were feeling or were you kind of going the Issa route where she was feeling it and being avoided and using other things to kind of not deal with those feelings? Um, A little bit of, bo- of both. Like I was like, you know, you have to in order to move on, you have to move on. So you try. And it may just, it may not. But I think there's, there is, a, but I think, right, like, I think there is a grief, grieving to it. At least in, to me with breakups, right? Because like it or not, a breakup does feel like a death. It can be, in a sense, right? You go, right, a breakup, you go from, like, sharing so many intimate details and just, like, life with the person to they're essentially dead to you. At least how I break up. Um... And that requires, right, because that's a loss. And that re- just requires, like, feeling that yeah, loss. I mean, it depends it depends on the context of the breakup, too. But, yeah. I mean. I mean, people be dead to me for far less, so I get it. But you just have to. I mean, dead to you, right? And, like, right, if you sign, right, when you break up, a real breakup, right, not the, the kind of the back and forth, but, right, you, you just don't talk to, like, that person, you no longer talk to that person, acknowledge that person, that person no longer exists in your world. In the same way, you know, like death, right? They no longer exist in, in this physical world. Um, you don't talk to them every day to <laughs> never again. Right, right. So you, it's like I never knew you. I ne- I never knew. I never knew. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. I think that was a big one. And I'm going to be honest. I feel like that's something that, should re- that, that would really resonate with the black female audience here. Or even just the black audience, period. How many times have we... Or just shit, maybe not even black. Just people, right? In general, right? How many times after? I'm gonna say that's not even a black thing. Right after a breakup or any form of grief, do we do we throw ourselves into something to avoid facing it? That's just life. And even with, and again, like to move on, you have to, you got to move, you know. And I think she was trying to move, and she realized that she wasn't ready. Hopefully, you know, ideally it'll be before you already in the bed and moving towards the sex, but sometimes it's just not. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm cons- I'm curious to see how their friendship progresses this year, though, because now I'm thinking like, has this whole year of like better friendship been built on them both being kind of you know both being single, right? For the, f- you know, now we see where you know like the past year molly and Issa kind of been on the same page of we done with we not dating these niggas we just focusing on ourselves and our business and this and so mm-hmm. now that it seems that they're at the point where right like Issa has to confront the, her feelings molly is now getting back into dating will they be able to navigate friendship once again if either one of them gets a man 
And I feel like, well, they've never been with the right man. Like, well, Andrew's a good guy. It's just mommy's just in that case. But, like, <laughs> it shouldn't affect your friendship when it's right. Like, you know, me and my best friend in 11th grade both had boyfriends at the same time. <laughs> and it was great <laughs> for those two weeks. So, Right, but yeah. when you're in a relationship, right, your time priority changes. Well, that too, well, yeah, that's a thing. You can't be too codependent on your friends in general. But when you have like how Molly was, like, oh, don't ask my man for something and don't do this, like, that's when, yeah. Well, I would say I'm curious. I feel like they've been a little codependent on each other this last year. Yeah, and And this is a time talk because the fact that I think I've been a kiss in the mouth. (laughs) Like, what's happening? Right in the first scene. I get what they were doing, but to show Molly using her vibrator and Issa using her toothbrush, it didn't help with it. Probably you were like, well, are they saying something here? <laughs> Again, I'm thinking they about to be scissoring or something because it's getting very much nasty. Yeah. Okay. Um, got some last questions here. Um, do you think Molly... So with Molly, I feel like I feel like she should spend the block on on Sterling Brown. Although I don't know if that would work, right? If I saw you run, he gone. Yeah, if I saw you freak out over your parents cheating, infidelity, you know, like thirty year old infidelity scandal, and your best friend neighbor comforts you, yeah, I'm I'm kind of like, nah, it seems like a lot's going on over there. Y'all get it. Um. Thoughts on the season so far? I, I would say this episode was received pretty flatly by social media. It didn't really give us anything to argue about. But Snooze fest, nothing to argue about. I'm like, what are we doing here? And I still stand by the fact that they did not have to have that girl in my letters. And I get it, authenticity, whatever, but it's too many Greek people. Like, I, don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to fight Issa, but I'm just saying, like, y'all y'all know better because it's, at this point, it's a legal matter. Y'all should have I, gotten that shit together before it hit our TV screens and y'all know better. And I work in TV and I know how legal works. So, why y'all didn't get that clear? And why y'all didn't know better than to think that that shit wouldn't be ill-received, you know? So, well, his... Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, if it was anybody else's letters, like, we we know she AK. AKA. That's not even the issue. But the actual letters on her, like, we, we I let the AKA ski we slide in episode, what, season one, episode three. It was corny, and it's it, unrealistic. There are AKAs at the table. Why nobody say no one does this in a living room? You don't ski weed at somebody in the living room. If it's across the quad, sure. Y'all are 10 feet away from each other. We see the mug. We see the stuff in the house. Fine. I've, and even as someone as who goes to homecoming, she would probably have on something more chapter-specific than just an AKA letter. It's a PWI. So, now, now, that is a factor. She, it is a PWI. But, like, I don't know. And she had pink and green on all week, and we get it. She didn't have to have on the actual nail yet. So I wasn't right. Like once again, I would. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I do think right they are bogus for not getting it cleared. Right, that that's what kind of makes it a a big deal to me now. Not a big deal, but but like that that's like they you know they can't come back and be like no nah, we respect y'all like woo, 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 because it's like well y'all just threw the letters on and didn't get no type of clearance. None. And I, we talked about that last week, you know, before the that came out. We were like, well, you know, I said my assumption was that they got it approved by AK, only to find out that they had not. Um, so shout out to that sister violating, you know, the sisterhood and sharing out internal communications um, to let us know that Insecure had not received clearance. Um, it almost feels as like 
a waste of two episodes to me. I'm gonna be honest, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, damn, y'all had got y'all got a, this is the last season. Y'all got a ten episode, you know, y'all order. Wasting. Yeah, yeah, y'all wasting it. But next week is a Lawrence episode, right? And that comes with right, and that's that's really what it is. We need to we we're all interested in figuring out what's going on with Lawrence Condola. Like it looks like he clearly has moved to San Francisco. Not looks like, but he has moved to San Francisco. Um so so yeah, you know, like they're they're finally giving the people what they want. Um any predictions for next week's episode or the rest of the season? So we going did you see the preview where you talk about um if you see Lawrence on a date? Mm-hmm. People like that's not realistic. He on a date. He got a child. Have you met men? You could be crowned and you can be eight centimeters dollar and, and your baby daddy will be on a date with the next whore. So, but very on brand. Here's the thing. She's born. The child is born at that point, right? Within that year time jump, mm-hmm. the top, the child, you know, so when we see him on the date. The baby's like three, four months probably at this point. Yeah. And let's be very clear, right? Condola told him he didn't want. She she said you ain't you can be as involved as you want to be. Cause me and my baby we gonna be alright. <laughs> so we gonna have a good life. Um okay. Okay, but yeah, predictions. Lawrence gonna be not shit and baby baby daddy and whatever whatever. How's he not? How's he gonna be not shit? He'll find a way. Lawrence always what, finds a way. But you've said like, but you've said it in previous episodes. Lawrence is the only is the character who has the most growth, has taken the most emotional maturity, and you know just still leveled up. Huh? He's still not shit. There's not a single character that wasn't shit and now is shit. Everybody's still not shit, just in a different way. What makes Lawrence not shit right now? He's Lawrence. That's not an answer. <laughs> he should have wore a condom. He thought they were being careful. Who keep not careful enough? I mean, that's a mistake, but he he that doesn't make him a shitty person. Careless, but not shitty. And so, yeah, you know, to right to like I said, Lawrence is is by far the the character that gr- has grown the most, and you know, answered to most of 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 you know what was holding him back and his 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 shortcomings in life opposed to these other characters um but in terms of rest of the season right lawrence is clearly going to move back to la i think you know i think i think he's going to be in san francisco for this one episode we'll see um and he's gonna come back and love on his child um yeah it's still feeling like i don't see Issa and molly getting there forever happily ever after i think maybe molly does but i don't think Issa does in terms of a romantic relationship um and I think Lawrence goes back with Condola. So. I don't think they're going to end up together. Okay. I don't think anybody's going to end up together. And also, another thing I want to say, and this may be problematic of me, but I feel like it's, we already Tyler Perry enough with the baby, baby daddy storyline. I don't feel like Issa should have to end up with X-Con. I, well, I but you the one you okay. So she'll hit. She gonna no, she gonna fuck him. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't feel like that should have to be happily ever after because I don't. Well, I don't think they're gonna give Issa that. I don't. Th- I don't believe Issa is going to end in a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. I think her arc is going to end with her being where she wants to be career wise and confident in herself. We'll see. 
Yeah, and I think Molly might get a, a romantic relationship because you you almost have to, right? Like, you can't let Molly have be so damn bad with men for four years and just right. never. At least Issa's had a little man. Right, right, and and so her life was more about getting her individual self together, whereas Molly's had the career, Molly's had the resources. Is she's she's had a hard time finding that balance of like having that and you know just having a a, a relationship. So, we will see, man. We will see. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna. I think it's on, it's gonna get better. I mean, the Lawrence episode should should be entertaining if if nothing else. Oh yeah, we can get into Kiki Palmer finally. Yeah. All right. Well, I I think I, you know those are my final thoughts. Uh, Mel, did you have anything? Um, my toenail polish is like cracked. I don't know what the fuck happened. Probably me being drunk, but um, <laughs> I think that's it. That's it. Okay. I'm there. Um, hey, guys, you know, make sure you're interacting with the podcast. If you're listening on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, but you have Spotify, uh, try it out. I think there's there's some things I w- I'm going to test out, like they have polls and that can kind of give us a more interactive experience. Um, finally, I want to say, yo, once again, guys, I'm selling a historically black kind of trivia game called Higher Learning Trivia. Uh, look in the show notes and you will see a link that will give you an exclusive discount that when you buy two, your your shipping um, is free regardless of which shipping you select. So go ahead and support that. Um, thanks for supporting the podcast and we will see you all next week. Bye.